you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV's Cannabis News. Now, as always, we keep you informed and make sure that you are the most informed person on cannabis in your circle. So with that being said, as you know, 2020 has been crazy. I feel like I've said that every single episode since this corona thing started, but it's true. And like, again, because 2020 is so crazy and we're so inundated with news story after news story, it's almost hard to, you know, come up with cannabis news for the week because it's just been so slow. You know, the focus is elsewhere. You know, from the coronavirus popping back into the picture, getting jealous of the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests, deciding to take restitute in Florida, where Florida's having upwards of 4,000 cases a day. I mean, the World Health Organization just reported having the most corona cases that it has seen in a while, which means that we're not on a second wave, but I guess it's the second rise of the first wave, as said by... Dr. Fauci and other professionals. So this corona thing is still occurring. If you're listening out there, please stay safe. Wear your mask. Don't be afraid to look uncool. You're right. It's almost like when you're in elementary school, right? And you have to wear braces or glasses. And you're trying to tell your parents, no, you don't want to do that because you don't want to be a four eyes or a brace face, <laughs> you know? But guess what? It's better for your overall health and you'll be thankful for it in the future. For all you guys out there with nice vision coming from your glasses and straight pearly white teeth. What a F. Not teeth, teeth. So that being said, go out there, wear your mask, be safe, protect yourself, especially if you're listening from Florida, because, yo, Florida's no joke. The amount of cases rising in Florida so fast is like coronavirus spoke to Florida men and said, hey, <laughs> let's make some action. And every Floridian, not every, but a lot of Floridians are out there with no masks, no masks or are at the beach, not really caring, going out to bars. And I can't even talk crap, right, because on my birthday, I went out to a nice uh, area with a bar and food and I was I was out with people. So I get it. I get that. I get that you've been cooped up inside for so long. I get that you've been so bored. You've watched everything Netflix can possibly offer. You know? And you're just tired of seeing the same four walls, you know, of your room and or apartment. So you know what? You have to go out there and do what you gotta do and I get it. But yo, if you're in Florida, I don't think it's a wisest idea. Don't even try and fly anywhere. Cause cases are rising fast. Now here's a good thing. Florida coronavirus cases are only about averaged 35 years old. So we're not seeing the same amount of deaths that we were seeing back in the day. And that's a great thing. We're back in the day, I mean, a couple weeks ago. So these people who are getting the coronavirus are surviving. They're, fight, they're fighting it. And they have to go ahead and, uh, you know, fight their way through the sickness. So anyway, going on with cannabis news, what's going on with me? So this week, as you know, I had a birthday last week. I did a lot of reflecting, a lot of reflecting on what life, you know, is so far. A lot of reflecting on what it is to live a quarter century and 
and, and understanding the limited amount of wisdom that I have now and learning a lot. You know, sometimes it's great on your birthday to meditate, if you will, to think about your past, to think about what you went through, to think about what you're going to do. Right. Because you have so much life. That you have lived through, but you have so much more life coming soon. So all you guys out there who have June birthday, shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the Gemini listeners. Put your two fingers in the sky for the deuces. As you know, Zodiac sign, Gemini, deuces, twins, you already know. We all got crazy personalities, right? We're very creative, <laughs> talkative, if you will. And our moods can change very fast. So people think Geminis have two faces. No, we just got a wide range of expression, if you will. But with that being said, man, into the cannabis news, of course, I'm going to start with the quick hits. I'm going to let y'all taste the blunt a little bit, see how it feel like, you know what I mean? Not 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 deep dive. We ain't taking a big pull here. We ain't trying to cough your lungs out. Just trying to put a smile on your face. So uh, in this week, we have Reggie of the Week. Now, if you're a long-time listener, you know what Brick of the Week is. This is a segment I had way long ago, probably like last year or year and a half ago, where I was a fan of Charlemagne the God, a.k.a. Leonard McCart. I can't even say his own name, Leonard McKelvey. Uh, you know Charlemagne the God, Guy on Breakfast Club. And he has a segment that's called Donkey of the Day. Now, I thought it'd be cool to add a segment that's similar here in the cannabis space and cannabis community called Reggie of the Week. Right. It used to be called Brick of the Week because we all hated Brick Weed, but I felt like it was a great name for it. But it was it really didn't, didn't really translate well. A lot of us don't. A lot of us know what Reggie is. And a lot of us don't want to even see Reggie possible. Like we don't want to see no seated up headache inducing, no high. You, you guys remember the intro from, from back then. So, yeah. So Reggie of the Week, you already know Reggie of the Week is going to be the person or in this case, a state that is the shittiest weed possible. Like you come into the session with stuff that's going to make me look at you different as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like you really spent your money on that and even had the audacity to bring it into the smoke session. Like don't ever invite me on a Reggie Blunt or Reggie joint ever. Like keep that to yourself. Why you want to introduce that level of travesty into my life? (laughs) Like really? Like how do you feel about me as a person if you're bringing Reggie to the circle? Like, Come on, look at yourself in the mirror. Why would you do... Would you go outside wearing some, like, dirty, nasty clothes that's all unwrinkled, too too small? You know what I'm saying? Not colorful enough, all bleached or blended out from the washing it's gone through. But then for some reason right now it's dirty. You don't want to do that. You don't want to go outside and be a bad representation of yourself. So why bring Reggie to the system? So with that being said, Reggie of the Week is going to be Louisiana. And i tell you why they're Reggie of the Week. I mean, listen, Louisiana may not have been Reggie of the Week for every week in the past, but they've definitely had their nominations back in the day. And for those of you that don't know, Louisiana has had some of the harshest, I mean harshest, weed laws in this country. As you know, Louisiana's, I think they still go by the three strike law implemented by Bill Clinton back then, which basically meant that, you know, men were being sent to jail, men and women for that matter, but men more harshly were being sent to jail uh, for having three or more cases and situations in which the police had to get involved. Now, with that being said, we can expect that Louisiana, what they're going to do based on their past Ain't gonna be so pretty. So next up, we have Ganja Bill 420. And as you know, Ganja Bill 420 represents our hopes, our dreams for what cannabis could be in the future, where it's fully legalized. The days we can look into your mirror when you're driving and see a cop behind you, not even get scared. Unless you're black, of course. 
I know there's some listener going, this guy, again with the black stuff? Yeah, again with the black stuff. <laughs> but we look forward to the days of cannabis legalization where we can go out and get our cannabis and enjoy it just as we do getting a drink on Friday night. You know, I myself enjoy going out with my coworkers, you know, out for a drink. It was something that is a great way to build camaraderie. It was a great way to enjoy each other. It was a great way to at least let emotions down so that when you go back to work, it's more easier and more enjoyable because you've had that shared experience. Much like anything in life, when you share an experience with someone, especially a good one, you guys' relationship becomes much, much closer. So any couples couples out there that's listening and y'all been getting on your nerves, I mean, last nerve being on quarantine around each other for weeks on weeks, make sure you go ahead and book some type of vacation, probably in the winter time or 2021. Like have something to look forward to because you know they're going to be outside these four walls arguing about the same thing you are. Y'all argue about every single week. All right. Experiences built to stronger relationships so yes with that being said uh ganja bill 420 is what we hope for and this week's story would be about nevada now where we have one reggie of the week we have the most fire weed of the week the gas of the week the best weed out there i mean the type of shit where you just smell a bag and get high you know what i'm talking about that's nevada and i'll tell you why nevada is the antithesis of louisiana all right listen to that um, and Weed Biz. And today on Weed Biz, this week, we're going to talk about MedMen. As you know, MedMen be making the news constantly, whether it be to their fallen valuation on the stock market going as low as 95%, whether it be the constant cursing out, lashing, and overall criticism that I myself have given to the CEO of MedMen. I, I may not Carol Baskin the guy, right, and say his name every time and try to, that's not what I do, but I have my criticisms, and it's justified, and criticisms that a lot of people do have about the guy, and I'll tell you more about that coming up. That'll be our deep dive, all right? That's going to be our facing the blunt. We're going to face the blunt on, we're going to face a MedMen blunt and guarantee that MedMen blunt is going to be red. It's going to be expensive. <laughs> it's not going to be the quality you expect, but you know what? It's going to look pretty though. A red blunt with MedMen on it, all branding everywhere, <laughs> looking like Supreme. But guess what? You're going to smoke that weed and be like, what the fuck is this? You know? I mean, listen, any cannabis company who's having any type of struggles and that, and those struggles don't have to do with the massive overhead you have to incur or the lack of sales on a wholesale level. But if you're dealing with customers, right, one on one, you are the first point of sale to the customer and you're having struggles making sales. It's either one of two things. It's either your pricing is not great. Right. Your pricing is not where the customer, the customer you're trying to serve wants to purchase. And two, most importantly, it's your quality, baby. If your quality ain't there, who's going to want to come through and come back and back again? Who's going to want to make sure they take the time out their day to get a product from a company whose product is in quality? And as mentioned in what, last two episodes or last episode? One of the reasons, last two episodes, actually, two episodes ago, the reason why people go to these cannabis dispensaries in California by this study was high quality. Their number one reason, quality. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to go to the stories of the week. Stay tuned. Louisiana. Yes, the home of Popeye's Louisiana chicken. <laughs> Louisiana, home of New Orleans. All right, the place where the Saints play, where Drew Brees makes terrible statements about black inequality and Black Lives Matter. The place where you can go and drink anywhere and everywhere. The gas station, the barbershop, you name it, they got liquor selling in every place of business. One of the most, the, partly the most partying state 
or excuse me, the most partying place in America is New Orleans. I mean, it's one and two between Miami and New Orleans. I think New Orleans got the case because the way they drink is a different type of drink. And if you get drunk in New, if you get drunk in New Orleans, it's a different type of drunk. Listen, you walk down Canal Street, okay, in New Orleans, not only going to see, you know resemblances of you know mardi gras in the style of building where they have balconies people can stand on you're gonna smell urine okay you're gonna, it's gonna smell like a pre-k <laughs> canal street smells like a pre-k sleeping cot right which is it smell like piss like pit, generations of piss because if you're in a pre-k chances are many kids have slept on that cot they've washed it and there's piss on it but not nah, in this case it has not been washed it smells like the pee of generations of pre-k students as disturbing as that may be that's how bad it smells canal street and that just goes to show you how fun canal street and new orleans is right and louisiana overall as a state is a great state very swampy you guys watch true blood you know what it is but i don't I'm not here to tell you about Louisiana, tell you about New Orleans or my experiences or Essence Fest or nothing like that. What I'm here to tell you about is how unfun Louisiana seems to be right now. A state that prides itself on having people come over in February and have a big cake, you know, and drink and have fun. Louisiana looks to ban smoking hemp in all forms, except rolling papers. Now, that headline in itself is like, why would they do that? Why would you ban all smoking hemp i mean you allow cbd sales right i mean they even have medical marijuana laws so it looks like things were just getting better in the state of louisiana when it comes to their way they deal with cannabis but that's not the case and i'll continue the bill also grants the department of agriculture and forestry the power to ensure or issue rather stop orders to businesses and, and allows for state commissioner of alcohol and tobacco control to issue civil fines for violations. So I believe what this is going to be is they're going to enact their uh, departments to shut down businesses or fine businesses for that matter who are still selling smokable hemp. And their reasoning for saying that they ban smokable hemp is that it's too indistinguishable from THC rich cannabis. And I'm here like making my face all scrunched up like Russell Westbrook. Like what? What? It's too, listen, and, and let me play devil's advocate, right? Cause you know what side I'm gonna play is the cannabis forward, CBD forward side, right? If I were to play devil's advocate and i was a state that wants to you know have law enforcement do what they need to do i would sit here and say you know what they do resemble just alike i mean if you look at my products like weed products at sunsethemp.com or excuse me sunsethemp.org we have hemp flower our hemp flower looks like weed the reason why we name our company like weed is because we hated seeing you know cbd flower that looked nothing like what we enjoyed on an everyday or weekly basis and thc cannabis right and so i get why they may say it's hard to discern the difference between the two and in new york city for that matter they've had their n numerous cases where hemp has been seized by the united states postal service or ups uh, for thinking that they have just found marijuana being trafficked, but in fact, it's just CBD laden hemp, right? And it's just so dumb because when you see someone get locked up, not locked up, well, products being seized for being CBD, it makes you realize how stupid it is to make THC illegal. Like you're literally holding up a bag of plants, all right, that cures cancer and, and you made it illegal. It's so dumb, so dumb. Um, but I'll tell you more 
more about my thoughts on this as I read the last portion. So the Louisiana Alcohol and Tobacco Control Board in February approved some 1,500 businesses to sell CBD products. So that's what you've gotten from my reading. What you should have noticed is that in every instance that I told you about more about the bill, what was mentioned was the Department of Alcohol and Tobacco. All right. That goes to show that there's locations in this country where marijuana may be legalized medicinally, but it's very hard to get. And there are consequences for being a marijuana patient, much like you're uh, not being able to get federal jobs. You're not able to get a gun. And these various things that come about, even try to get voting, not being able there. They tried to allow smokers or medical marijuana users to not be able to vote in certain states. So that being said, there are states that are being controlled by these alcohol and tobacco boards. And the reason why they have control, they have power, if you will. They have that James St. Patrick, a.k.a. Ghost, is because they bring in all the money, baby. They got the cash in hand, okay? They are the king on the hill. And the reason why the king on the hill is the tobacco industry is a very large industry, all right? Um, the alcohol industry in Louisiana, as I prefaced it in the intro, is very, very lucrative. If you are the home of Mardi Gras and you're a state overall that consumes a lot of cannabis and it has a high levels of alcoholism in the state, go figure. The whole street smell like piss. It got to be alcohols pissing on alcoholics pissing on the floor when it's not Mardi Gras. But I digress. But yeah, if you if you have all this alcohol being consumed, you're gonna have a big, big voting power when it comes to the end of the day. And it looks like these alcohol and tobacco companies are seeing what has already happened around the country, where tobacco reported a, a downfall in 36 percent of of cigarette sales and they directly attribute that to the sale of cannabis and the sale of uh vaporizers aka e-liquid and nick and, e and nicotine vaporizers and so with that being said they're not trying to lose any more market share they're not trying to bring marijuana to the forefront and have it available even if it's in the form of hemp I mean, listen, our, listen, Louisiana for a long time has been so shitty when it comes to how they deal with cannabis cases. People go to jail for years. Listen, you can get arrested in Louisiana back in the day. I say you used to be able to get arrested in Louisiana if you had as little as a joint in your car. If you had paraphernalia, that was a reason to probably lock you up for a day. You wouldn't be charged for much, but you still would be locked up. That's how bad it was in Louisiana. I mean, their country for a reason. I don't even have a Louisiana accent. I recently talked to somebody from there and they, they sound nothing like that. It's a unique accent, if you will. Buy the Bayou. I can't even do it. You know what I'm saying? Buku. <laughs> All you New Orleans slash Louisiana listeners out there. Tell your state to do better and the last smoke will help. Because that pissed me off because as a company, I have customers who may be in Louisiana. Now, if I ship my products to Louisiana to my customers would i be liable for them consuming smokable hemp will our sales go down from that location how can i operate in that region especially with smoke shops if i want to have my uh products being sold in the gulf aka the gulf of mexico so it's it, it i don't like it i'm not happy with it what do you think do you think louisiana has a right to ban the sale of smokable hemp and do you agree with me saying that the ban only comes because the alcohol industry and tobacco industry are just trying to salvage any last stronger hold on market share that they still have? Because I'm realizing as I've realized, as, 
as I've realized as, as both, I don't know why I'm stuttering, but you guys are probably used to that shit by now, right? I'm smooth like 98% of the podcast, but some of the times I sound like Porky Pig, you know what I mean? Or some character that stutters on a TV show. It happens, folks. It happens. But no, nah, nonetheless, me as a consumer and me as a business owner see the trend that CBD, aka smokable hemp flower, it's rising in popularity. Uh, it's slowly increasing in sales because, as you know, people who smoke THC, they feel anxiety. They feel more anxious. So they probably stop smoking weed for that reason. But they do like the relaxation it gives them. Right. Or they may be a mother who doesn't want to be get high anymore or a professional. And they're all gravitating towards smokable hemp. And I'm guaranteed that these customers who are loved by these uh, industries, tobacco and alcohol, that are regulatory bodies in this state, it seems like are now going to put their foot down and say, hey, ain't no more of that. No more of that funny grass over here. We already losing enough to medical cannabis. We can't lose any more, right? And I know that they hate the fact that smokable hemp, you don't need a license for, right? You don't need a medical license to get it. You can literally go into any shop and pick it up. And I guarantee you there's a, a, a slowdown in cigarettes because CBD hemp cigarettes are even selling crazy when I talk to these smoke shops. Still don't like the idea of combining cannabis with something like uh, smoke shops at all. But nonetheless, I digress. That as that has been what has happened in New Louisiana, bruh. I sound like a, a tape that's been skipping. Like you ever played a, re a record back in the day, and a record starts skipping, but like it plays the whole song. It just it skips at moments. I feel like that's how I'm talking right now. Uh, bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. So uh, yeah, Ganja Bill. Uh, oh, by the way, last episode I, I re-listened to it and I realized how bad I sounded towards the second half. Like after after my hangover, my hungover self decided to smoke something to ease the stress or ease a headache or whatever I was feeling, it made it worse. I got slower. <laughs> I just ended the podcast on a whim. Like dog, I'm out of here, son. Sorry for those long-term listeners who love the podcast. Don't want to cut y'all short, but at least I'm being real with y'all, right? Not too polished, hundred percent real. That nonfiction, baby. Last but not least, we have weed biz. Now, weed biz, I'm gonna get into. I'm gonna jump into. But before I do that and talk about what Medman's up to in our deep dive, we're gonna talk about Nevada and why Nevada is the antithesis of the Reggie of the week, Louisiana. And of course, Louisiana is the shittiest, nastiest weed there is. It smells like crap. Literally smell like cat balls. I don't I don't expect cat balls to smell <laughs> to smell good. All that tuna. But now, nah, nonetheless, Nevada, unlike Louisiana, decided to do the right thing this week, and they decided to pardon thousands of low-level cannabis convictions. And the reason why I included this under Ganja Bill 420 is this reason. Seeing that Nevada can pardon all low-level cannabis convictions, it gives us a bright future, expectations, and hope for what the overall federal government may do when legalized, when cannabis is legalized. And they can go ahead and pardon everyone with cannabis convictions. They can go ahead and allow records to be wiped on a federal level. That will mean people will have much higher or open uh, opportunities for work, work employment. They can have a new jobs. They can have a new, a new lease on life, if you will. All right. They can climb the social ladder just easier because they don't have marijuana convictions on their record. I mean, all you ex cons who are listening, I know I got a few, you know what I mean? Some of y'all got the little, you know, scar on your eye and, and like prison tattoo. I know y'all. Yeah. Some of y'all, you know what I mean? I don't judge you. You did what you had to do. 
but you out now. You're a free man. <laughs> but nah. Some you guys understand what it is to apply to jobs, right? And they always ask the question, are you a convicted felon? And maybe you even go ahead and not check that box, but you've realized that even when you don't check that box, you still don't get calls. They do a background check, and that's probably the first thing on there. Because arrests and convictions are public record, unfortunately, for you guys. But if you are in the state of Nevada, it looks like all of that and all those days are coming to a close. And I'll tell you more. The Nevada State Board of Pardons have approved a resolution to pardon people convicted of low-level cannabis offenses that are now legal under state law. The resolution was inducted by Democratic Governor Steve Sioslak, or Sisolak, who also serves as a member of the board, the Board of Pardons. Prior to the Board of Cannabis Reforms, Oh, excuse me, prior to the board cannabis reforms approved by voters, the possession of one ounce or less of cannabis was a critical act that could be charged as a, mis a misdemeanor, gross misdemeanor or felony, depending on additional factors. So if you were one of those drug cartels, traffickers, you a big time kingpin in Nevada, you won't be able to get a party. It looks like it's all low level cannabis convictions only. So it's a great thing. I want them to at least do the whole thing, right? Don't 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 give me cannabis legalization blue balls and only give me half the bill. Like give give me half, give me all the bill, bro. You know what I'm saying? Don't just stop at low level convictions. Go ahead and release convictions for everyone. Because in the thoughts of the state, they want to allow people who have low level convictions who are probably just users to be free. However, it looks like much like any government, if you've made too much money doing something that the government didn't get a piece of in taxes, they're going to let you pay. You know what I mean? Government does not like to play about its taxes. And so if you're making multi millions to hundreds of thousands of dollars worth on cannabis, you got convicted for it. Well, the Government's not being so nice to you, all right? And this bill doesn't apply to you either. Uh, we'll see what happens in the coming years. As you know, Nevada has legalized cannabis, and Las Vegas is one of the more fun spots to go to consume alcohol and cannabis because there's literally shops everywhere. You go on a Las Vegas strip, you're going to see Vegas weed shops every freaking where, all right? If you ever get too stressed about gambling and losing it, you know what I'm saying? Losing money and your wife's going to be pissed off at you, so now you even got more anxiety, like, oh, she told you not to go that one last time, right? You could have just walked away with money, but nah, you have to gamble it away. Yeah, if you don't want to be too stressed of your wife being mad at you losing money at Vegas, go ahead and go to a weed shop, pick, you, pick up something nice, relax and ease, because... You don't need that type of stress. Right? You went to Vegas to have fun. Go ahead and have fun. I swear I'm talking to an invisible audience. Like, I'm talking to people who I felt like I know your stories. But nonetheless, if it applies to you, it applies to you. Somehow I'm speaking directly to your heart. Uh, but yeah, man, we had the Reggie of the Week in Louisiana, and we had the total opposite in Nevada. Nevada is that gas. All right? it's, it's, it's that fire, that figre. You feel me? That 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 high high grade weed, because this decision not only improves the lives of its inhabitants who have been convicted of low level cannabis crimes, but it also opens up the door of opportunity for the federal government and other states to do the same. And I hope so. It's not fair seeing individuals make money off of something that was illegal and having those people convicted under illegal uh, times still suffer the consequences. It's literally unfair, right? Like they're making more money probably than these these uh, illegal cannabis dealers, right? Like these, these companies are making multi-millions and some of them are valuations of upwards of a billion. So do the right thing, Nevada. I'm happy for that. And the country, do the right thing. Follow suit. Now we're going to take a quick break and go to our ads 
you know what I mean? A little church reading, setting out the, the, the plate during church. <laughs> That's what this feels like. But yeah, we have an ad coming up. Please stay tuned. I'm going to deep dive on MedMen. You guys heard, you heard my verbal lashing on high times. Get ready for what I'm about to say about MedMen after the break. You know what I just realized? I went in on Louisiana just now. Like I went in on how bad Canal Street smells. It really does smell that bad. But I come from New York City. And you and for all you guys listening who are from New York City or been in New York and visited and went and took the subway, you know exactly how bad that place smells. I mean, there's nothing like going and waiting for a train, being excited that you finally get a car that has nobody on there. There's actually seats available. But then you realize the reason why that car is empty is because there's a, a homeless person who smells like my adjectives and my... And metaphors can't even equate to how bad he, they they smell on an enclosed subway underground where their smell is most of the air. But, yo, it smells terrible. So how can I make fun of New, Louisiana when New York City, as a subway system that stretches for miles, smell like piss everywhere you go? I mean, I get it. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You just left the bar. Only way to get home is not to drive on the highways, but to take a train home. And I guess you just duck behind somewhere. <laughs> I mean, listen, New York City doesn't sleep, so I don't know how you can piss on the subway and have no one see you. That means most of the people who are taking a piss in New York City subways are doing it with an audience. Go figure. But anyway, Louisiana, don't get too offended. Shout out to my Louisiana, my Louisiana listeners. We're going to go ahead and jump to our Weed Biz topics as you know weed biz is a great topic because it lets you know what cannabis has been doing and growing we're still in the early stages but let's just say most of the cannabis industry has been solidified in its trajectory right there's not going to be a you know mom and pop led industry it's going to be a corporation led industry and one of the corporations that we are going to talk about today is medmen and how medmen oh man all medmen like most of us myself i had a such a positive and powerful view on what MedMen could be. And I think I've mentioned this already on this podcast, the story of my perception, where I thought they were going to be great. They looked like they were going to be great. They even had the money to be great. But all in all, when it comes to their operations and what they did, it just was not great. And it's funny because even in one of my episodes, I think I teach you how to get a cannabis job or what it takes to have a cannabis business or what you need to checklist. That episode, right, probably months ago, I even mentioned that you can enter the cannabis industry in a variety of ways. One of which is that the uh, the way of the MedMen co-founders, what they did was they were able to not go ahead and open up a dispensary at first. I know they own dispensaries now. What they were doing was managing dispensaries. And what I mean, what I mean by managing is imagine you, you have a dispensary, you have a little mom and pop. You're not doing so well. So you're trying to figure out a way to boost up your sales, boost up people to come back into the store and figure out how you can save your cannabis business, right? Because at first, California was very liberal in who got cannabis businesses and who can open open up dispensaries. So you had people like the investors, like, excuse me, you had people like Adam Bierman, which is one of the co-founders, the CEO of the most 
face worthy or the most notable person at MedMen decided to go ahead and help these dispensaries out. They probably gave them little small, you know, visual uplifts. They were making them sell better quality products or a very variety of brands. And somehow they grew the money available to start MedMen as being a dispensary that was like the Saks Fifth Saks Fifth of marijuana. They didn't just want to be any cannabis shop. They wanted to be the cannabis shop. Their whole goal was to make sure that they were the Macy's, that they were the iPhone, that they were the biggest in the industry. And it, and they were very audacious and ambitious in that light. And seemingly in the beginning, it seemed like they were along that route. I mean, they called them the iStore, iPhone store of, excuse me, the Apple store of cannabis, the beautiful, beautiful dispensary, top of the line technology. I mean, the color was red, red was everywhere. Now, granted, if you want to smoke weed that's green, I don't think it's the best idea to have men, men that's red. But nonetheless, I understand the marketing idea that came behind it. Marketing ideas, if you use red, it's a highly visual color. It's a first in the mind to pay attention to, much like the warm colors like yellow. Yellow, the reason why it's used as caution tape is because it's bright, it gets your attention. Red is something that could be seen as energetic, could be seen as youthful and also is one of the first colors you see that's why red lights are red and stop signs are red too so i get the marketing gist on that to call themselves med men i didn't get that i, I get that they were providing medicine and they're the medicine the men that provided the medicine but it was very simple and and minimalistic if you will not like everywhere else it's like Sotero wellness and and all these other fucking names I mean, listen, names are great. I get it. They're all medicinally based. But most cannabis companies whose names are medicinally based aren't that great. You know, like Kronos. Like, what the hell is Kronos? Nonetheless, they decided to take their talents of managing different dispensaries and making it look pretty and boosting their sales to attract more money into what was going to be full legalization cannabis. If they can do so well medicinal, they can do well with the brand name overall. And that's what they were doing and they continue to do. The issue is with MedMen is when I suggested you guys to go different routes and being a part of the industry and somehow finding yourself owning a dispensary. It made sense at the time because they were seemingly successful. But in hindsight, it seems like they missed the core that was necessary to be successful in cannabis. And that's to actually care. Care about those who are using the cannabis. Care about those people who are buying the cannabis. And care for yourself for cannabis overall. And it looked like that care, that love for the plant that you and I and all listeners on this podcast have was missing with the CEO, Adam Beerman. All right. He was even quoted in saying that the cannabis is full of druggies. It's full. Of, well, word for word, I think he said crack house and his stories went on and on. And I'm going to go ahead and read the article because I've probably given you guys my spiel on MedMen many times even. All right. So MedMen co-founders leave company. Freedom at last. Freedom at last. Thank God those cannabis clowns are out of. I kind of mess up the speech. They're not free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last from those two. Making the industry look bad and overall just putting a dampened light on what the industry could be. And it, in some ways, a great teacher. A great teacher that you have to produce good quality. Quaduct? A good product. And you also have to have quality. All right, so uh, to the story again. I keep buttoning. Keep buttoning in, no joke. All right, MedMen's co-founders Adam Modlin and Adam Andrew and Adam Beerman. Wow, Andrew Molden and Adam Beerman have stepped down from their roles on the company's board of directors. On Wednesday, the company indicated that Modlin's employment 
agreement with MedMen expired last month, and he had been serving as an observer to the board. Bierman stepped down from the board and relieved his duties as CEO at or rather on February 1st, but no further details were offered regarding his departure from the board. Three months prior to his exit, CEO Medman of Medman called off his deal to acquire Pharmacan in what Beerman described as in interest of the company's shareholders. So Beerman has not had a great light, right? I mean, investors are pissed off at the guy. People had high hopes. They put their money in and the stock fell 95%. So the value of their shares fell down 9%. And much like companies like, I, don't, I can't say high times, but much like companies who have a lot of investors to grow very fast. They weren't really well prepared for what the reality may be. Their whole goal was growth at all costs. And if you grow at all costs, we'll survive and be there to take advantage of a high percentage of market share in the cannabis industry. All right. They wanted some of that $24 billion. They wanted some of that $38 billion. They wanted some of that $68 billion. As the numbers grew and grew and grew, investors became more and more optimistic. But as we all know, MedMen has not been doing well at all. So as that mentions, as I mentioned, okay, they stepped down from the company. Now, normally when people are stepping down from a company, they've been asked to leave so that it's not put down that, that they are fired. That's what happens at the highest level of corporate world, if you will. If you if you step down, it's almost like Michael Jordan saying that he retired. I think Michael Jordan personally, especially after that doc, the reason why he retired from basketball was because he owed money to mobsters and it was unsafe for him to be in a league during that time. So this guy, uh, David Stern, said, yo, MJ, cool out with the gambling, all right? Lay low for a little bit. Go play, go play baseball or something. Adam, I mean, David Stern sounds nothing like that, I promise you, all right? But nonetheless, MJ chilled out, came back to the league when he was safe, and he won some more championships. But in this case, MedMen won't return to win any more championships or come back for some more successful years. Now, will they disappear as a company? Hell no. They got too much money to. But will they be on the forefront of cannabis users' minds in the future? They probably won't. But the minds they will be on is people like myself that want to learn from their failure. Sometimes you have to see others fail to learn what actions you should not do and how you should be moving in the future. All right. And yes, these co-founders were asked to step down. Listen, it was even bad when months ago, I believe it was even in 2019, late 2019, where Adam Bierman, the like I said, the face of the company, decided to sell his shares in the company, like a major amount of shares that he had, he sold. And now when companies do that and your company's already falling in a dramatic fashion, you can only imagine what he sees on the horizon. You know, all these people have financiers that can plan in the future and tell you what may and may not happen. And he saw what the end of the road looked like, and he sold his shares and decided to bounce slowly afterwards. Now, granted, his last coup de, coup de raw, whatever the fuck you want to call it, where he went on Reddit, he decided to hold a... Uh, a questionnaire if you guys want to ask a question to him live you can ask a question to him live on reddit and he didn't answer any of the questions he didn't answer anything personally it almost seemed like his assistant or assistant his uh multi his pr person was told to answer every question or or feed him the answer somehow and that's what it sounded like he didn't answer anything and people were unhappy it did not seem like the company is going to be in any better standing because there's no sense of confidence you know normally when a com company is confident and you interview the ceo they sound great their shoulders are rolled back they're happy to talk to whoever because they're happy to share the success 
But when you're not doing so well, like a bad record, a report card when you were growing up, you're not trying to show it off. You're trying to be mum as a word as possible. How was school? Good. Are you hungry? No. Are you going to come out the room? Nah. Did you get your report card? No answer. But nah, nonetheless, listen, listen, listen. Med men, you already know how I feel about you. So, similar, not even similarly to high times. I'll give you a, a, a not even a benefit of the doubt, but don't be as angry as you as high times because you don't hold that weight in culture at first. But what I want to say is that you can't take a mentality of a different industry, bring it into cannabis and expect it to be successful. Now, granted, the bones on the thing of med men look great. Right. But then the body, the flesh, it just wasn't there. It was falling apart and not even like fall off the bone barbecue style. Good. It was fall off the bone. Bad. Like leprosy. <laughs> Sorry, I was probably insensitive. But nonetheless, man, nonetheless, if Med Men wants to save itself, what can it do? High times. What can Med Men do to save its own ass? What Med Men can do is scale back their operations, right? They wanted to open up a dispensary in Fort Lauderdale, but of course they were not allowed to do so. Or they weren't allowed to do so, not due to state reasons or local politics. They weren't allowed to do it because their finances were off. All right. They opened their pockets and there were no dollars in there to show. Now, granted, that's over exaggeration, but nonetheless, their finances don't allow them to open a location. So what I think they should do, close down a couple of your locations. OK, manage those that you can manage. Figure out what it is you need to make that location a much more powerful retail shop in that area. Is it the quality? How do you reach out to them? How do you reach your personal or nearby neighbor to come in and buy from you? Figure that out. Once you figure that out, if you expand, you can take the same formula all over the country, right? Having shops in Arizona, Nevada, Florida, New York, California. I get it. And on this podcast myself, I praise MedMen for their strategy, thinking that the strategy was more so like have an attack base on every corner because that's what they had, right? New York, Florida, Washington, California. They were in all corners of the United States and thinking that they would now move towards the inside. Even as me, I take the idea and it says it makes sense. As an investor, it probably even made more sense that was more beautiful how economically logic logical it was. But in reality, it just wasn't the right way to sell cannabis, not by pretty billboards, not by bright, not by having all type of merch that no one really seems to wear. And listen, that's how bad, you know, your company's doing. If you got a company and you have merch. All right. And you're well known in the industry. Like everybody know everybody in their mother know who MedMen is, who smoke weed. And nobody wears your merch like nobody reps your stuff out of pride of your brand. Then you're not doing too well. I even see Viola being weared by people of all colors and shapes and sizes. That's a cannabis company owned by Al Harrington. I see them wearing his stuff. Listen, I worked at a university for a while, and I saw one of the students wear a Viola T-shirt. I'm thinking, yo, where you from? And the dude said Denver. I'm like, okay, no wonder he has his T-shirt. The guy's from Denver. And I'm sure in Detroit they're wearing his T-shirts too and everywhere else. Why? Because that guy makes good product, concentrates out this world. All right, great reviews. And when you make good product, people support you. They ride for you. They they're your evangelists. So med men, do the smart thing. And like high times, appeal to the real cannabis consumer. Fuck the bullshit. Fuck the polish. Fuck everything, making everything look pretty and cool like it was an Instagram picture. No. Focus on the real. Make sure the flower is right. Make sure the concentrates are right. And make sure it's priced appropriately. Well, that's been another episode of 
high TVs, cannabis news now. A little short run back of the topics we talked about today. First topic was Louisiana, how they're this week's Reggie of the Week. They are the nastiest, shittiest, dirtiest weed can be. When they walk into the parties, everybody run away and close their eyes because they can smell the Reggie, the Reggie from a mile away. And you would think it's loud because you can smell a Reggie, but all they smell is shit coming through the door like a baby diaper that's not been changed. Don't know why I went there. Could have easily went senior citizen diaper not been changed, but that would have been funny. That would have been sad, right? Like, why is it a senior citizen diaper changed? All right, I don't know where my mind went to just now, but look, that weed is shitty, okay? Louisiana made a shitty move, and it, that represents the shitty weed that they are this week. They decided to ban all smokable hemp except for rolling papers. Now, if you love raws, that's probably a great story for you. But for people like myself in the CBD smokable hemp industry, that's not good news. And for people who love this stuff, it's not great news either, especially when you realize or theorize that it may be due to political corruption and political uh, overhand in this light by the alcohol and tobacco industry. Next up, we talked about Nevada, the old place and hometown in Las Vegas, baby. They decided to pardon all low-level cannabis convictions in the state because now in, in Nevada, weed is legalized, okay? They are the antithesis of Reggie of the Week. They are that weed that you're still trying to find to this day because it was so fire when you had it. All right, just made you feel good. That's that, that's that level of move that they went today, all right? That's a part of our Ganja Bill 420 because we hope that other states would follow suit and eventually the country will pardon all low-level cannabis convictions and cannabis convictions overall. Last but not least, we talked about Adam Behrman and the co-founder stepping down from the company. They could have been pre pretty much fired. Um, and there's more to that story, actually. I think I left out a bit about the lawsuit, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, additionally, in April, Minnesota Investments LLP, early angel investor in Medman, filed an official report against the co-founders of the chief strategy officer, Christopher Gannon, over unpaid, excuse me, over underpaid or unpaid loans given to the company. The trio has reportedly used their Los Angeles, California mansions as collateral on a $10 million loan in milestones, sent notices or the company Milestone Investment LLP sent notices of default in March, and they are asking a court to force the men, the two co-founders who stepped down, to surrender the deeds, sell off their shares they had purchased, and pay back the $2 million loan that they acquired from them. So it looks like MedMen is having the shittiest, the shittiest time. Like If you thought 2020 was bad, MedMen's 2020 is even worse. All right, They borrowed all this money. They can't pay it back. They even have their house leverage, which means it could possibly be taken away if they don't pay back these loans. The mansions. Could you imagine, you know, being Adam Beerman and having like a Instagram model wife, right? Because you're a CEO of a multi-million dollar company, and then you are doing shitty in a cannabis company. The cannabis company goes under. You put your house on, you know, uh, what's the word? You put your house on uh, as a collateral, and you lose it. Now the Instagram followers is gone. The mansions is gone. The pool is gone. Even your cleaning lady Guadalupe is not even here no more. Who else is going to make you some great tortillas on the weekends? Who? Who else can clean the bathroom the way she cleaned the bathroom? Oh, I don't know where mine went. But nonetheless, that has been today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you come back for more. Hopefully you guys are like, all right, the guy's back to Cannabis News. I can F with him now. He's a cool guy now. I'm back. All right, my seatbelt was unbuckled. I was halfway out the car. But you know what? You brought that Cannabis News this week. And if you appreciated that, 
I will bring more cannabis news to you. Of course, include the extra information I may include that's not just on cannabis. Because let's be real, 2020 is nothing about cannabis at all. It's about a life survival. It's about civil rights. And it's about overall dealing with change. Major change. I mean, going to, going to wear a mask everywhere is daunting. It's weird. It's scratchy. My ear lines hurt. I never thought in my life I'd feel pain on that little intersection between your ear and your skull. Who ever thought you'd feel pain there? I've never felt it before. Probably one other time. When I was like younger and I would dress up as like a Power Ranger and those masks had like the cheapest string possible. So you would like have lines. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about if you a 90s baby and watch Power Rangers. Man, it's been another episode. Thank you for coming through. Subscribe to us on Apple Music, Google Play. Follow us on Spotify. Listen, share the podcast with somebody who you know who would love this information. They may be a entrepreneur themselves. They may love weed and love the information. Or they just think, you know what, it's a dope-ass podcaster. Let me go ahead and share this dude. Maybe laugh a little bit. Maybe learn a little bit. Maybe cry a little bit. <laughs> nah, I'm lying, I'm lying. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But uh, nonetheless, enjoy the podcast. I know I did not drop the text. All right, a lot of you guys enjoyed that super long, weird, random, long uh, episode description. Last week I said, come back for more. I'm going to drop it this episode. And if you're already listening, you already saw it. So you know what? You're welcome. Enjoy seeing the long task. I'm going to change it and I have an idea. Should I change descriptions throughout the week before the next episode? That way I can give you guys information on things in the description. That way you visit the podcast and make it listen again, or you can just visit just for the text, but a ever changing podcast description. Where maybe the first few lines will be the same, right? Brief description. And they give a little underline and go, boom, here's some information. Hmm. Let's see. Maybe this week's description may change. You'll have to come back to find out. We'll see you next episode. My voice is cracking. That means it's time for me to go and go ahead and find puberty wherever it ran away from. And I thank you again for coming through. And uh, as always, stay tuned. Stay high. High TV. Come in. This is Officer Stevens. We have a case here developing. I may need backup. Looks like we have a couple of adults. They're going ahead and smoking some of that uh, that uh, CBD hemp reefer. They're smoking some hemp reefer, CBD reefer. Can I get backup on that, please? Over. Uh, are you saying you want us to come for... Were they smoking? CBD? Oh, yes. As you know, the state of Louisiana up, up, uh, upholds justice. And... Uh, if they are violating the law, we must act to uphold justice here in the state of Louisiana. Over. Um, I mean, they don't get high from it, right? They, they, it's just CBD, bro. I mean, that's an order. Just come over here, please. You got to deal with this. A couple of adults only have one handcuff. We're going to handcuff them. I'm going to give them a fine. I'm going to show the handcuff to scare them off a little bit, but I'm still going to, you know, break it out. I need, to, I need, I need the whole effect here. They're breaking the law. Folks. This is 2020. <laughs> Stupid ass law.